What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson, and uh, I've got a special guest this, uh, well, whenever you're listening to it. He is the front man of the Weezer tribute band El Scorcho right here in the Atlanta area, as well as a couple of other projects. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mr. Braxton O'Neill. How you doing, man? Hey, how's it going, Adam? Thanks for having me on. Uh, happy to do so. So one of the things about you that I find super interesting and I think would be kind of, uh, you, you have a very unique perspective on something, is that you've been doing this tribute thing for a little while. So when did you actually yeah. start doing El Scorcho? Yeah, we had our first show in 2004, Wh- 16 years ago. Whoa. So, yeah. <laughs> so how did that come about? Like, wh- when did, like, was this was this like the plan all along or... No, so um, so interestingly enough, um, there were other bands around town that were doing you know Weezer shows, you know, uh, mostly Pinkerton, you know, <laughs> yeah. from start to finish. Um, at, at that point in, in time in two thousand four, Weezer was kind of you know they'd taken a hiatus and no one was really sure what was going on, and so people were celebrating, you know, uh, their music, and um, I, I liked the idea, so I asked some some buddies at work if they wanted to get together and. And, and do this and and they said yes and um we played a show at lenny's if you remember lenny's oh yeah rest in peace yeah <laughs> right and um i mean we were just lucky the place was jam-packed and um everybody had fun and uh, the guys that i were that i was playing with um weren't really in too many bands and so um they were really excited about it and they were like let's do this again and so we did another show and um, next thing you know, um, 99X is picking us up to go on some festivals, and and a couple of the radio stations around town are asking us to come and play these, you know, these these food festivals and music festivals around town. And um, we just you know, we just we just went with it, and um, we we've been having fun with it ever since. That's crazy. So, um, you know, outside of the the tribute thing, like, how did you get started playing music in the first place? Like, where where was the where was that pivotal moment? What was the the thing that kind of turned you on to it? Um, wow. Uh, well, so I've I've been involved in music since I was about five years old. Piano lessons, yeah. You know, from a young age, right? Um, and in middle school, got a middle school band, and um, you know, I think I think all along I had a um, I was always, always interested in music and, um, you know, played a middle school band. Um, and as I got, you know, uh, closer into high school, you know, you start to discover, you know, different parts of music, you know, you, you know, had my dad's record album I was going through records yeah. right? and discovering bands. And, uh, I was like, this is man, it was, um, I think I heard black dog for the first time. Yes. And, <laughs> and I was like, I've, that is what I want to do. And, um, you know, just pursued it, you know, uh, ever since. And, um, I've been lucky enough to, um, get together with people over the years that, you know, enjoy playing with me and kind of believe in, you know, some of, some of the original songs, you know, that we were doing and, mm-hmm. uh, and, um, just had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. I mean, most of us kind of back into this side of the, uh, of the business doing original music, um, you know, yeah. that's where a lot of us come from. But, you know, I think one of the things that's really interesting about you guys is that you were, you know, I feel like tribute bands nowadays are kind of ubiquitous. You, I mean, especially in the Atlanta market, I feel like it's super saturated. But like, you've kind of yeah. been in this world from 
from the beginning. So yeah. like, what was that environment like back then? Like you were saying they were doing like tribute shows, but like there weren't a lot of tribute bands back in the day, were there? No. Um, in fact, um, right around that time, I remember, um, um, I the, the names elude me uh, now, but, um, there were a group of people, uh, local musicians that would, you know, at one point they would do like a Rolling Stones thing and then they did a Weezer thing and they had, um, um, what else did they do? They put together different shows. No, was this rock and, fights? Um, no, they were just, um, Hey, we're going to come and like play the part and, and do the songs. I mean, yeah. they were really already before I was, they were really doing it. And, um, but doing them as like one-offs doing them as like one-offs. Yeah. Right. Uh, the, the, the concept of a tribute band wasn't really, um, I don't think it was out there in the ether. I mean, people kind of knew about, you know, there's, you know, Elvis impersonators. Right? Yeah. Um, but the concept of a tribute band was, I think just at that time, really starting to, um, kind of get started. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do, do you know, Justin, he's also in the music scene. Yeah. Justin Borgman. And, yes. Uh, yeah. So he and I, um, we actually crossed paths um, at a festival, and he was doing a U two yeah uh, tribute. <laughs> I remember both yeah. of those both of those oh, bands. Man. Great, and um, so yeah, it wasn't. It didn't really take off as like this is a way to really gain a following, and 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 I know a lot of our uh, a lot of our peers are making a living of doing it. Yeah, um, but at the time, it wasn't really. Um, I don't think it was that you know. The seed hadn't really been planted, yeah. you know, that deep yet. So, but I mean, so I ran across you guys probably in o, maybe the tail end of o four into o five, right after you had started. Yeah, um, we played. We shared a bill at a frat party uh, down at Georgia Tech. Right, and uh, we opened for you guys. Yeah, and I remember first of all the first, the thing I remember the most about that gig is that. Um, Everybody was like completely blackout drunk and um, they had, but they were tech students. So somebody had a programmable laser projector. Yeah. Somebody handmade it. Yeah. And they were (laughs) shooting our, our, at my, at at that time, the name of the band that I was in was Alf and the Frat Guys. And they were projecting Alf and the Frat Guys in lasers on the ceiling of this, I think it used to be a church that they turned into like an event center. Yeah, Old church down there. Yeah. And, um, and I, it was a weird gig, no doubt. But then, um, even back then, like you guys had the, uh, you guys had the sign with the, you know the big W with the lights behind it, and yeah, you know, uh, you definitely have Baron a striking resemblance to Rivers Cuomo, yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, even back then, it, it, whether it was fully formed or not, like you, you really did um, embody the ethos of the tribute. Which was really, you know, at that time just was kind of out of place. Um, the only other band that I could think of that was doing it like that back then was was something like maybe uh, Appetite for Destruction, like the the Guns N' Roses guys. Yeah, and then maybe like a like a Kiss tribute would come through where you know they went super granular and they were wearing the right era makeup with the right era costumes and the right era candelabras and you know era specific set lists and that kind of thing. Um, but like the 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 idea of doing it as a um, as a full time gig was such a novel concept. And it, like in the early days, like how did you how did you kind of make your way? Because it wasn't such a prevalent thing. If I had to answer honestly, I think we got lucky. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, I mean you said it. I mean, I've ever since Weezer came out, I've had that look. 
you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm short. I've got, you know, I've had the glasses. I've got black hair, you know? I play strats. Yeah. <laughs> right? And um, You kind of just fell into I, it. I just, it's, it just kind of fell into it. And um, I got lucky in that um, my drummer, um, he liked to tinker quite a bit. And he actually built the W that you saw yeah. at that show. <laughs> it's interesting to hear uh, to hear your perspective now. Um, so many years, la- uh, so many years later, um, it's because um, you know we were just having fun, and um, you know, with hindsight being twenty twenty now, and, and we're comparing notes. It's interesting that um, you know it's taken this um, it's, it's taken on this this whole this whole thing, and yeah. um, you know, I just um, I, I continue to feel very lucky, you know, about it. Yeah, I mean, the the main impression that we have, like that band that I was in, took nothing seriously, and it was just a matter of like the right combination of guys who have who had played together long enough, where we had kind of put something together that was that was workable. But like yeah. we weren't really thinking beyond, you know, getting free beer and maybe a hundred bucks to split between the four of us. <laughs> right. Um, at that point, because we were, I mean, we were, we were still in college. Just we were doing it just as an excuse to hang out. Um, as friends, but like you, it, whether you guys kind of felt like you were taking it seriously or not, the impression was like you actually had done the homework and that you, you know, you, Oh, thank you. <laughs> and, and it was one of the first times I'd actually seen like a, like a cover band that actually had like their act together to a certain degree. There was some oh. intentionality behind it. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm glad I left you with that impression. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know, we, I mean, you know, now, uh, that, you know, that we've kind of, um, you know, I've gone through different, um, different players, um, and the group of guys that I have now, um, you know, we understand, you know, the, the world that's out there now with the tribute thing. And, um, not that we're not taking ourselves seriously, but, um, you know, we, we definitely come to the show as if, you know, you know, this, this is now, you know, we're, we're part of this whole tribute band, you know, concept and so we need to make sure that you know we're, we're bringing the a game right? yeah whenever you come right and um but but i i appreciate hearing that <laughs> <laughs> it was so long ago that we, yeah that we appeared to have it together <laughs> well i mean yeah and that that's also coming from you know a 22 year old who had nothing uh together at that time so <laughs> you know the fact you guys had a sign and you and you played the right guitar and i was like holy crap these guys are like this is slick uh, maybe you're blinded by the W lights. Yeah, it was it was all the lasers, <laughs> right? All the, the lasers, lasers in my eyes at, at that time. But you know, that piggy piggybacking off of what you were saying, like you you have also managed to keep a brand and a product in the marketplace for over 15 years. Yeah. So, like, what is what has that been like? You know, trying to maintain a lineup and and keeping up with marketing materials and that kind of thing. Like, how has you know, how have you, how have you kind of navigated those, those challenges as a, um, as a, as a brand owner? Yeah. You know, um, f- for a long time, um, you know, I didn't really have that mindset that it, that was a brand owner. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and now I do, and now I'm, um, I'm learning a lot. You know, I, uh, um, for, for a long time, I didn't really know what, what to do, you know? Um, and, um, it wasn't until lots of you know social media really took off that you were and you're able to you know advertise on these platforms 
that it really started to sink in that, you know, stuff's got to look good. Pictures got, I mean, it was, that was always the case. You always had to have a good looking picture. You always had the right, you know, your bio had to look right, you know? Um, but it's even, even now, um, there's, everything is so saturated that you've got to have the, you got to have something that stands out, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and not only stands out, but the first people that you want to catch are the people that have already already know who who you are and have been with you for so long. Because um, as soon as they pick it up and they start tagging their friends and it starts to reverberate, that's you know that's how it picks up steam. Yeah. You know. Um, but um, for, you know, for a lot of years, it was um, um, I, I was lucky enough again that we had a fantastic amazing photographer as the guitar player yeah. in our band and he had the right vision and um i think we we had some awesome photos in the beginning and he was a web designer and we um modeled our website after weezer's <laughs> website at the time nice yes and um i'm sure and, and you know this i'm sure we'll get into this later but it caught the attention of uh, of weezer yeah let's let's and, let's hold the, off on that for yeah. right now and because that's um, yeah that's good stuff <laughs> but um you know over time um you know it's um we've got a lot of history and so i'm able to pull from that and you know mention you know where we come from you know um and of course you know weezer is you know we're kind of a unique tribute band because the weezer is still cranking out music yeah i mean they're so um gosh um I mean, prolific. Yeah, I mean, how many records have they put out in the last two oh, years? Yeah. I feel like it's been like four albums in two years. Yeah, like I feel like there might have been some. It was like there was at least three, but yeah, they've I, really been kind of on a on a tear as of recent. It's and I can't you know I can't even I can't even digest it all you know. Yeah, <laughs> and um, you know we get people asking us for new songs and it's like oh man we can we haven't we haven't been able to absorb the new stuff yet we're still. Yeah. You know, we're still back at everything will be all right in the end, you know, that out. Well, yeah, and that, that's other. That's another kind of unique thing is that you you could theoretically, you know, just figure out what they're playing on tour and just do that. But like, Which, yeah. But you guys also have the luxury of having such that, because they have, well, it's a number of things. They've got this this long back catalog and then they just kind of like drop a couple of covers records like right in your lap and, you know, have this, kind of pop culture moment and then you kind of find yourself doing you know you're doing a cover band of a band that's doing covers it's like this weird like inception tribute <laughs> moment it totally is yeah <laughs> so like when yeah. you as Weezer are playing Africa the way that Weezer plays it, it's like wait what is what is, what is life? happening I know exactly that's exactly <laughs> it we, we, we have we have the same thing but you know um if you think too hard about it then you know you know your brain breaks down and we just try to have fun you know so yeah but but you're right. I mean, we're in a unique position um, in that. Um, well, I don't know if you ever if you follow Weezer or Rivers, mm-hmm. but um, th- you know he is so tapped into pop culture that you know he, he makes he makes memes of the memes of himself. Yeah. To reflect, you know, <laughs> and so it's like you don't really know what's what's real, but it's all kind of not real, you know. The, yeah, it's so all, he's all even, playing around. So. Yeah, their reality is kind of meta to begin with, and then you're it, it is you layer the the tribute on top of it, and it just gets even weirder. It just it's 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 just weird, and so you know 
we, you know, we just, I, it, for me, um, going back to your original question, yeah. I just try to stick, I just try to stick to, um, you know, what's gonna, what's gonna, what's gonna catch people's attention. What's, what's simple, you know, what can people digest really quickly? Because, you know, a lot of times, you know, you really catch people two or three weeks before the show, Yeah. you know, Oh yeah, I want to buy that ticket. Now I get my plans and, you know, what do you, you know, what do you guys going on? And so I just try to keep it real, real simple. So it's very easy for people to go. Yes. I want to do that. I want to check you guys out. I'll see you there. Yeah. You know? So how many, you said that, you know, talking about lineup changes, like how many iterations of the group have there been? Are there any other holdovers like OGs besides you? No, uh, I'm, I'm the OG. Yeah. So, so, uh, I'm on the fourth iteration now. And, um, the guys that I'm with are, um, my, my drummer was my original drummer for my original band mm-hmm. back in college. Yeah. Right. And so we're kind of, and he's been a close musical buddy of mine for years and years and years. And, uh, so good to have him on. And then my guitar player, Jeff, who actually does the Dave Grohl in our Foo Fighters tribute band, mm-hmm. um, he and I, we were all in the scene together back in the late nineties doing mm-hmm. original music. Yeah. And so I feel very lucky to have him on because he's, he's, a, he's an amazing singer and guitar player. So to have him, you know, be on this ride is, is awesome. Yeah. And then of course, of course we have Dr. Mike who's been in the scene for a long time. Um, and, uh, we just added a fifth member, um, our buddy Andy and, um, you know, he's done some things around town, but, you know, he's one of those guys that um, we actually played a show with uh, Clash and Easta, mm-hmm. um, which are fantastic. I don't know if you checked them out. I haven't, no. Uh, yeah, great, great Clash tribute. And um, he was on stage doing some side stuff. And um, I pulled him aside and said, hey, we're about to learn Weezer's Africa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I-, I need some keys. Do you want to do it? And he said, yeah. And so he came on and um, we just... Is one of those things you just connected really yeah. quickly, and we're like, "Man, you've got to be on with us. Like, we we need you to come fill some gaps." Yeah. So he's been on with us. Yeah, I'm just trying to like think about what it would what it what it's like to try to keep a band together for 16 years. Because <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. we've we've only been around for about five, and I'm I'm on like my fourth drummer and my you know third or fourth bass player at this point. Like the the turnover is 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 you know it's a, is a real challenge. So, yeah. Um, and it's, um, it's something that I've gone through. Yeah. It's, it's very hard to, um, you know, a couple of times, I mean, it's, you know, you go through all the feelings, right. You know, yeah. it's, Oh, um, I'm losing some friends, you know, people are moving on. Um, now I've got to go find, you know, new people I have to audition and yeah. are we going to, there's our personality is going to jive and, you know, um, I just I just feel very lucky that the folks that I'm with now I've been friends with for a, a long time and I think that really helps. Um, and it's um, what know, when you find that it's it's, it's you got to hang on to it as long as you can and go go for it. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think, but I think you you're kind of you're making a good point that you know you were able to basically pull from your network um, whenever you needed to you know to fill to fill a spot. And that's a really great testimony as to, you know, why it's important to stay involved um, in local scenes and, you know, other bands so that you can find these guys when, you know, something yeah. happens, you know. You know, I think that's true just in life in general. Right? Sure. You know, uh, you, you try not to, you know, it's a cliche, try not to burn bridges along the way, yeah. you know. Um, 
but it's um yeah it's important to to keep those you know find the right people that you know that you sync up with and um you know that's it enables you to pull you know like you said pull from your friends pull from your network and yeah. you know bring people on bring people off um you know, well, then they, people, the yeah, other so. thing that you've got that's kind of for you is time that you you've you've got this vision that's already been cast. So, you know, people know exactly what they're what to expect when they get in there because, you know, the the train's been running long enough, and so, I mean, that that's got to be. Well, it's kind of a, yeah. We have a bit of a challenge in in our market because there are so many bands that, you know, it's hard to find guys that are, that buy into a project. So that's where having good relationships and friendships kind of play into things because you'll, you'll get, you know, people who are bought into the, to the deal and not just doing it as kind of like a one-off or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Um, You're right. It it does make a difference. You've got to find people that can, you know, that that, that will come with a certain level of ethics, a certain ethic, right? Yeah. Um, You know, we're musicians and we like to play music, but um, at this point in the game now for the tribute bands, I mean, we're really, we're at the, we're entertainers, the yeah. level of entertainment, right? Yep. So, um, you know, it, it's important to have the look, to have the show, to have the lights, to, to you know, ha- have po- points in the set where you do something that's, you know, a, a certain thing. And, um, you know, my, I go back to my drummer, Joel, my longtime buddy, and um, he's very insightful. And I remember him saying, you know, look, you know, it's that the unplanned things on stage need to be planned. Yeah. And that sounds weird, but it's what makes the show. Yeah. You know, you got to got to know where, where to be and what to do, but still be able to make it look like it's improvised. Yeah. You know, spontaneous and, uh, and all that jazz. Sp- spontaneous. Yeah. But it's, but you got to find the people that are going to help buy into that. Yep. You know, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, through, you kind of alluded to it, to it earlier, but like, you know, in in your journey, you guys have had a, a few really interesting opportunities, and um, you know, for all intents and purposes, a pretty glowing um, endorsement by the uh, the source of your tribute. So, yeah. how did that whole thing kind of like kind of tell tell that story? Oh man, we'll be here all night if I tell <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> um, but so, but so really. Um, we, um, I think it started off as, um, we just sent Weezer an email and said, we're a tribute band and we're doing this show. And, and, uh, I think they were playing at the Tabernacle mm-hmm. in town and we said, Hey, we'd love for you to stop by Rocky Mountain Pizza. Oh, man. Georgia Tech. Remember that place? Oh yeah. I loved <laughs> yeah. their pizza was so amazing. Oh man. We're playing, we're playing, so we, we're playing an after show there and please stop by. And, um, you know, Carl, who is their fifth member, does all their social media mm-hmm. web management. He wrote back and he was just super cool. Oh, wow. Hey, cool. Yeah, that sounds neat. You know, not sure if we'll see you, but yeah, you guys keep at it. You know, yeah. they, they were real cool. And we were like, oh my God, you know, can't believe this guy wrote back. It's amazing. And um, we just started communicating back and forth. And um, he said, hey, you know, let us know. I'll post a show if I can. And so he would, we'd just let him know when we were playing and he would, post it on the website and we'd be like, Oh my gosh, let's get this out here. Let's let people know that. So, these are, yeah. These so just, just so everybody up. is, is like, is tracking along. Weezer would post about El Scorcho's shows on Weezer's website. Yes. And on their social media. Yes. So every now and then Weezer would just post out, Hey, check these guys out. 
Yeah. And, um, all because you just were like, Hey, I wonder if I can email this guy and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we got lucky it's and, crazy. um, it, it is crazy. And, um, you know, years later now, um, uh, well, so let me take you on the journey first. Do know. it. Um, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> In 2008, they came out with the red album. Yep. They were doing the red album tour and rivers wanted to do this concept of a hoot nanny. He called it, mm-hmm. where he called people up on stage and, um, to invite the play. And I heard about that. This, this is El Scorcher 2.0. Yeah. You know, second iteration. I was like, guys, I'm going to write in and do this. And they're like, okay, yeah, cool. So I wrote into the radio station and I was like, look, we, I'm the Weezer tribute band, <laughs> you know, dude. And they were like, oh my gosh, you're on. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, cool. Guys, we made it. Great. And I thought to myself, you know, I can't just, I don't want to get up there and just play guitar. Yeah. You know, I, I, what can I do to stand out? And going back to middle school, so all throughout middle school and high school, I, I was a bassoon player. Okay. And so I, I had the idea to rent a bassoon, go and look on their website and see what they were playing in yep. Hoot Nanny. Mm-hmm. And uh, saw the two songs that were played most often, which was, it was Beverly Hills and um, Island in the Sun, I think. Okay. And so I said, okay, well, I'm going to learn those parts on bassoon. <laughs> it had been many years since yeah. I played bassoon. So I practiced up. <clears throat> we get called in. We go down to the basement. Brian Bell comes in. Hey, all right, we're going to rehearse everybody. Let's go around. Here's the parts. Everybody knows it's F sharp to B, right? And he's, he's going through the notes, and everybody plays the part. And then he says, who here knows the solo for Beverly Hills? And sax players and guitar players, a few people raise their hand, and I raise my hand. Mm-hmm. And he looks around the room, and he's like, on bassoon? Really? Let's hear it. And so I played it. And he was like, you've got it. You've got the solo. We're going to call on you. <laughs> and I was like, what? No, it, what is happening? And um, I can send you the link later if you want yeah, to put yeah. it into, into uh, the blog. Someone absolutely. recorded it on YouTube and it's out there. And um, so there's me you know, on stage playing bassoon in front of 60,000 people. <laughs> with Weezer on bassoon. With, with Weezer on the bassoon. So yes. you, spending years and years of perfecting your Weezer tribute only to meet them because you knew how to play their song on bassoon. Yes. Life is weird, isn't it? It is. <laughs> you know, we, we talked about the meta-ness of that, but like that whole, that's, yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. It gets, man. And, and so, well, a funny anecdote about that night. Um, so I get on stage and Rivers is calling everybody up and he's walking around, kind of seeing what's out there. Oh, we've got a, there was a lady doing tap and there's, we got a tap player. We've got, some, we've got a cello player. Oh, we've got a bassoon player. Hey, let me hear you play some Peter and the Wolf. And I was like, oh, well, I just got the bassoon. And, you know, I kind of started mumbling something. Yeah. It's like, uh huh. Everybody's got an excuse. So I got, so I got called out for not knowing Peter and the Wolf. Right? If I'd only know. Yeah. If I only had the foresight to, you know, like what other bassoon part is there? Yeah. I mean, I can't think of any. Right. But so flash forward years later and they just came around a couple years ago mm-hmm. um and um so i emailed carl and said hey man um my son's old enough i want to bring him to a show to see weezer is weezer and pixies which i'm like nice pixies. oh yeah and he's like hey um yeah you guys come to the vip experience i'll get you some passes nice like, no, no way yeah we didn't meet the band but uh, but carl was there and he ended up um putting together this museum that he traveled with. So mm-hmm. it had like, um, it had 
some guitars and clothing and posters and guitar straps and stuff that he had kind of put together. And we got a few pictures with Carl, with my son, mm-hmm. and um, you know we got to go and see go and see the concert. And um, that's kind of been the last um, last contact that I've had. Well, except for a couple of shows that he's posted, yeah. About. But um, you know, it's been a it's been a fun. I keep inviting him to come down to Atlanta and have dinner. Yeah. You know, whenever he's through, <laughs> but uh, he hasn't taken me up on that yet. But yeah. Maybe he will. <laughs> you can- where, where, where would you take Carl if he came down? Where would you uh, take Weezer? Oh right? man. It would depend on like their dietary restrictions. Some of them may be vegetarian. Yeah, so, you'd yeah. have to find like a good spot. Um, yeah. You know, I most people in the area, I take them to Bankman's because it's just you know, it's quintessentially like New Atlanta to me. Yeah. Or you go to like Tiny Lou's that there at the Claremont Hotel. That's like the nicest restaurant in the area that I really like. But yeah, you know, yeah. It, what a question to ask yourself. So if, you know. This band, who's my heroes, you know, want to meet. Like, where would I take them? Like, I don't even, I don't even know where I would start with that that deal. But because that's, you know, because because that that's going to solidify like where you take them is going to yeah set the night. Oh, of course, <laughs> you know. But so like, but so you're saying that you took your son. Now, how old, how old are your kids? Um, soon to be fourteen and nine. Okay. Yeah. So, um, fourteen year old, you're you're in a tribute band. Like, what is? Is dad cool or is like this like the the equivalent of bowling league for them? Uh, yeah, it's probably more like bowling, a bowling league, you know? <laughs> um, so, you know, um, FYI, parents are not cool yeah. to kids, you know? Yeah, like um, right now my nine-year-old likes the exclusivity of the whole band situation. We, we made him laminates and he likes to hang out backstage, but like, he's not interested in getting into the family business, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. But he, yeah, he's down with, he's down with feeling like a hot shot. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. we got that going for us at least for a little bit, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also looking down the barrel. Like, yeah, you know, what is this going to look like in five years? Well, it's interesting. Um, so, um, so my son's a drummer okay. and, um, and, uh, you know, I got a studio here in the house where we rehearse and mm-hmm. stuff and electronic drum kit and stuff. And, um, He's in the orchestra at school, and his friends play, and they've formed a little band, and they love to come over to the house and hang out. And um, so I was down here one day helping them get set up, and, and they're like, okay, we're going to play a song. And all of a sudden, I started hearing them play Island in the Sun, and I was like, wait, they're playing. Okay. And then they were playing Say and Ain't So. Nice. And I was like, oh. so I went in the room. I was like, hold on. You guys didn't think to ask? The, the dad of the drummer who's in the Weezer tribute band, you know, to like sit in, to help out, <laughs> to like help, you know, help coach the song. Or were they, 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 they don't oh, want dad around. Yeah. Or they were like, Hey, this is really going like, to grind no, no, his gears. Let's play this. And like, <laughs> let's mess up the bridge. No, I think, you know, I'm not sure. Um, I still didn't get out. I still haven't gotten out of my son. Like what, you know, what's, what's making them gravitate to that. I mean, I think it's, I think it's fantastic. You know, I yeah. think that, um, you know, they, they must, um, you know, it must resonate with them, uh, you know, somehow, which I think is great. Um, and, and, and they sound really good. So nice. I, I want to encourage it, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, nothing would, I, I'm trying not to push in, in any direction, uh, as a parent, but like, you know, any peaked interest I tried to indulge to a certain degree without trying to be too pushy. Yeah. The, the thing I like about music is that, um, you know, it, it, it gives you something to do, something to hang out, you know, and in a way to to have that camaraderie, but still also, um, you know, have goals and 
you know, um, you know, make a plan, right? It, it, you you kind of have to, de- you know, all of it is DIY. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Unless you join an organization, but if you're starting from scratch, I mean, you really have to build it from the ground up, and it's, it's, it's. I think it's important to learn that, to learn that kind of stuff, those those skills, you know, from yeah. an early age. Totally. You have to learn to get, you know, to accept no a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, just go ahead and start get that rejection train started nice and early. <laughs> That's right. There'll be plenty of that. So, what a you know we're we're in January now. What does 2020 look like for you guys? Um, you know, you had you had kind of mentioned that you've got a, a you're trying to diversify a little bit. Um, got some other projects. So, um, walk people through what uh, what you guys are planning to uh, to get going this year. Yeah. Um, so, we're looking to um, to maybe go. Uh, to go, go outside the perimeter of Atlanta. I think we're we're going into Athens um, March fifth. We'll be at the Foundry. Nice. Uh, but before that, we'll be here uh, in Atlanta, over in the East Side, at the Vista Room, mm-hmm. which is a great room. Um, doing Weezer versus Foo Fighters. So, so both of your bands are doing that. Both of our bands are doing it. It's nice. A, it's a great. Yeah, it's a great show. Um, I do a set of Weezer, uh, and then Jeff and I switch, and Jeff does the Dave Grohl stuff, and I take the guitar part, and it's we do. You know, it's two sets back to back of Weezer and Foo Fighters. Nice. It's a great show. Um, and uh, we usually take the summer off, and then um, right towards the end of the summer, we will we'll be, we'll be back at Smith's Old Bar in Atlanta. And um, you know, we try not to play Atlanta too much because yeah. we know that um, you know we definitely don't want to saturate the market. Um, you know, and um, but we're going to try to hit a few places. Um, you know, um, out of town. Um, with the cover bands nice. and uh, excuse me with the tribute bands. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we also have a cover band. Yeah. The, yeah. So, you know, you do have a, a non-tribute project. What's uh, what's that one all about? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's Braxton and their editions and it's, um, you know, we do, well, we, we do, do whatever you want to play, you yeah. know, but, but the, the whole concept of the band is, you know, obviously you want to keep people there and dancing and hanging out and, and, um, there's a couple of venues in town that we enjoy playing at. We play at the Painted Pen and the Painted Duck mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit. Uh, I don't know if you've been there, but yeah. um, you know, fun fun places. Um, you know, we're we're one extra thing that's going on. We're, we're buddies with Howie, the magician. There, have you met Howie? No, I have not. See him going around. I have not. He uh, there's a picture on my Instagram of Braxton and Editions where he's got this bicycle that he attached a flamethrower to. Oh, okay. And so he's <laughs> so. <laughs> He's doing the flame, and we're you know we're rocking the song, and it's I mean you know it, it makes it look like it's amazing, this amazing thing is happening. That's funny. Um, yeah, so you, you know, know it's the thing with a bicycle with a flamethrower, you know. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> this guy, you know, and yeah. he's, he's got some amazing sleight of hand. So very cool. <laughs> so watch your wallet. So yeah, I mean you've got three projects going, and um, you know that should definitely keep you busy. And and like I said, I mean El Scorcho at this point in Atlanta is kind of an institution, so. Um, you know, it's cool that you guys are trying out new stuff with the uh, the Foo Fighters deal and coming up with package shows. Like that's that's definitely a really smart way to um, to kind of uh, sell yourself to venues and that kind of thing. And of course, you're still doing all the um, the classic uh, tribute sets where you can do you know an album all the way through and that kind of thing as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, um, yeah, speaking of packaging packaging it up, um, uh, you know, Rico Kasich uh, produced three albums of Weezer. Yep. Um, and so, and of course he, you know, passed away recently. And so we're going to be doing a small cars tribute segment of the set. So at the Vista room. you're doing yeah, the, tr- the tribute, tribute 
tribute. Tribute. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're, <laughs> we're getting deep. Uh, tribute, tribute of a tribute. We've got to go back. And, uh, I know. It's crazy. Um, so we'll be doing some cars. Um, Very cool. And um, But yeah, it's like you mentioned there, uh, packaging it up, you know, really putting that show, you know, go back to what I said earlier. It's, 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 we're really entertainers, right? And yeah. People, people are looking for that, you know, it's, um, you know, it's one thing to, to stand up there and, and play music and be a great musician, right? Um, and, and th- th- there's a certain level of appreciation, you know, for people that can really get up there and really, really play. You yeah. know what I mean? Like really get into it. Yeah. Um, but then there's also, you know, when you come to and, and, and you see a show and, you know, it's a well-planned, you know, show and everything's timed the right way. And, um, that's, that, that's really what we're trying to work on in 2020 is to really, really hone in on, yeah. you know, what can we deliver, you know, because we, you know, we've had long, a lot of longstanding fans and a lot, a lot of new fans. And, um, we just appreciate everybody who comes out and, you know, we really want to do the best that we can, you know, for everybody that are paying money to come and see us and buying a table or whatever it is. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, like, you know, you've been around long enough. You've got to make sure that you continue to provide value for people so that they come back. So, you know, it's not like, oh, they're doing the the set I saw them do 10 years ago. Like, you know, keeping it fresh and and doing all that stuff is is absolutely paramount importance um, if you want to have longevity in, in any market. So, I mean, like I said, I mean, you guys have really, you guys have kind of, in my opinion, set the bar for um, for tributes in the area, and uh, having done it so long, I mean, there you're in you're in kind of you know rare company um, as far as projects that are still cranking out um, and doing shows and stuff. So, I mean, hats off to you guys, hundred percent. Thank you, Adam. I really do appreciate that. And um, man, hats off to you, man. I mean, you've <laughs> got a uh, serious. You've got a great podcast. You've got. I mean, you really got a lot of things going on that. Um, you know, you've got a great community going on, you know, uh, going on here. And, and of course, I mean, your band is fantastic. And, yeah. um, thank you. And so just really appreciate everything you're doing Yeah, to, to help, help everybody. Well, yeah. You know, the, the way that this, this, uh, conversation came about was that, it, uh, I don't know, a couple months back, um, Braxton just hit me up on the, um, the cover band confidential email and was like, Hey man, um, and, and I had this weird moment where I was like, oh my gosh, like somebody's actually listening. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, coming from, from you guys and, and knowing your history in the area, I was like, oh, the, you know, the, it was really neat. And, you know, you and I have had the opportunity to have some conversations and, you know, I've been able to make some recommendations for you guys with like gear and some policy stuff. And, um, yeah, absolutely. And we, you know, we're, we're going to get the opportunity to work together for some things. And, you know, it's, it's just been kind of a, a it's been a neat by- byproduct of trying to create this community of sorts. So, yeah, but it's been, and, yeah, it's been great. And, and, and of course, I mean, you're, you're, you're speaking of which your company, uh, helped land that show in Athens. So yeah, I wasn't going to yeah. necessarily yeah. drop myself into <laughs> this is complete nepotism. Um, yes, we, uh, ATL party bands was the, is the agency that got that date booked. So, you know, I'll be making whatever, <laughs> off the top yeah. we, let's, let's make sure that one sells some tickets so we can sure. we can uh keep keep it up so but it goes to show i mean so uh, you know you and i crossed paths back in the day yep you know connected again started networking you know questions back and forth you know hey what do you think about this and uh, you know hey do you mind if i you know 
um, get you to help out you know, if you've got some connections and right so going back to the whole networking thing and just keeping people in the loop and asking people to help out i mean it really it really does make a difference and um you know having people on your team that you know um understand you know um you know how to deli- how to you know how to deliver right? yeah and um but also i you know i see um the community that you've built here and people are really really responding well to it. And, um, I think it's important because there's a lot of, um, a lot of people that may, might be getting started and, you know, they don't really know where to turn and you've got a good forum here. Um, you know, speaking of equipment, right? Yeah. Where do I start? What's the right equipment? Yep. You know, there's so many, so many variables now. Um, you know, and I think, I, you know, in talking to you, you helped us make the leap to uh, in-ear monitors yep. <laughs> too. That's right. Yeah. So, um, which, you know, paid off, you know, huge. I mean, it's, um, it's great to have that kind of community that you can talk about these things with, you know, otherwise, you know, well, you and, know what you don't know. Yeah. And, and just finding opportunities to work together. Cause I, I, I feel like in so many markets, people want to be, want to treat everybody like their competition when in reality, like, you know, the a high tide raises all ships, you know, we should be helping each other. And, you know, because if your band's making more money, then that means that my band can make more money. It's like this kind of, I, I don't think people operate from the right mindset in a lot of these, you know, in a, a, a lot of situations. So, you know, we want to be the wind in people's sails because it would, it'll just make things better for us in the long run. Yeah. I think you hit on something important. Um, it's, it, you're right. I mean, the analogy of a high tide, you know, uh, would you say high tide raises uh, all ships? Raises all ships. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, I think that's, I think that's right. You know, we, we we've really tried to um, come to the scene with a with an air of you know just trying to be you know re- really cool, appreciative, you know, thankful, and and um, and, and we're lucky that we've crossed paths with a lot of bands that are that same way, and they're really trying to you know make sure that everyone walks away you know with with, with a great show. Yeah, and. Um, you know the delivery is great, and um, so I hope that um, um, you know, in building this community, we can you, know, you can we can keep that momentum going. Absolutely, guys. Braxton O'Neill, give it up. Thank you so much thank for you. coming on, man. Adam, I really do appreciate the time, and thank you so much. And uh, hope to see you guys out uh, at the Vista Room. <laughs> yeah. If you're in the area, please come and check that show out. Well, that's going to do it for this week. From Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast. Have an awesome week.